Listener Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun head of sport for Tuesday, the 23rd of May. Today, the PGA Tour cops a black eye as Liv Star triumphs at PGA Championship, the Socceroos set a date with the world's best team and the world's best player, and the explanation as Queensland abandoned their famed pick-and-stick strategy for our origin. But first... To put it simply, no-one saw today's top story coming. Yeah, I can tell you tonight that Damien Hardwick will tomorrow inform his players that he's quitting Richmond Football Club. It will either be effective immediately or he'll coach this weekend. But either way, he won't see out the season as the Tigers coach. Tom Morris on SEN Radio yesterday, breaking maybe the biggest AFL story of the last few years, that Richmond's three-time premiership coach and the longest-serving coach in the club's history, Damien Hardwick, will today end his time as the top Tiger. We should be better than where we're positioned on the ladder. And, you know, I've got to take some responsibility for that. But as playing group, we do have to also. So we've got to get to work. You know, the season's still alive. You know, it's a very, very hard, even season. So we've just got to make sure we get to work and, and find a better result for next week. Hardwick, speaking there on the weekend after his side's heartbreaking one-point loss to Essendon, has been at the helm of the club for the past 13 and a half seasons and still has a year and a half to go on his current contract. But Morris and other outlets have since confirmed that he's made the decision to resign because basically the expectations of being a senior AFL coach have left him burnt out. I'm Hardwick's decision comes less than a week after Alastair Clarkson made the decision to step down as the senior coach of the Kangaroos for similar reasons. The Tigers players hadn't yet been informed when the story was first reported, with a meeting scheduled for the playing group today. Collingwood coach Craig McRae, who worked with Hardwick as an assistant at the Tigers previously, was having to digest the news in real time on AFL 360 last night, but was full of praise for the man they called Dimmer. His ability just to back himself in and make strong decisions and play young players at the back end of 2016 showed a lot of courage and, and he copped a lot of flack for that and at that time the ability for the board and other parts of the, the business to, to back him in, yeah, in 2017 it was a remarkable year and he's changed the game in, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I'm talking about him like he's passed away. <laughs> yes. like it, is it real that he's actually... Moving on, I think it is official. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, this, you know, these memories you, you last forever. I'm so fortunate for my time at Richmond, and grateful to have worked with him. He's um, an incredible coach. Andrew McWalter is reportedly set to take the reins as the head coach as soon as this weekend for the Tigers game against Port and for the remainder of the season. Since State of Origin was first created as a concept in 1980, Queensland have had a mortgage on being the state and team with the greatest loyalty to their players. Their loyalty is impressive. But after so many years of backing in their incumbents to great success and rolling with the pick-and-stick strategy at the selection table, it seems it's time for a change. Last year's performance is is, is not just throw it out and, you know, we start again. It, like, that, that's certainly considered. Um, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Sometimes we can... We can focus on who's not there. Like, you know, now it's time to focus on who is there. Queensland coach Billy Slater fronting the media after his bold decision to drop three Queensland stalwarts, Caelan Ponga, Dane Gagai and Kurt Capewell from last year's series winning side in favour of three relatively untested rep level players, Reese Walsh, Hamaso Tabuafido and David Fafida. I spoke to Caelan last night and um, I had to make some really tough phone calls last night. There were, there were some good phone calls but there were some really tough ones and um, speaking to Kalen, speaking to Gags, um, Kurt Capewell, Xavier Coates, like they're, they're tough phone calls and um, they're not e- easy decisions to make, but they're made for the right reasons and, and I believe that. And um, yeah, he, they, they, they're very understanding. Those four guys are, are Queenslanders through and through and 
Um, by the end of the conversations, that they were all really supportive of this team. Um, they all want success for this team, and and they're they're willing to support the team in any way. Um, They're great men and they're great Queenslanders. Understandably, the decisions from Slater have opened him up to a swathe of criticism from south of the border, with many New South Wales journalists seeing the changes despite Slater's justifications as the first cracks in the Maroon Wall. And so when Seven Sleeps, we'll find out who's right, Billy Slater or the New South Wales media. For all of Live Golf's noise-making signings over the past 12 months, the PGA Tour has somewhat held the upper hand in golf civil war. But yesterday, the Rebel Tour landed a body blow. He's all the way back. Kepka conquers the PGA and kill. Brooks Kepka, a live contracted player, cruised to a two-shot victory over world number one Scotty Scheffler and 25-year-old Norwegian Victor Hovland, both PGA Tour players, to claim his fifth major championship. Have you heard from Greg Norman yet? I, I've called my wife and that's it. That's the only person I'm really interested in talking to right now. I haven't... Uh... I haven't texted. Uh, my boys are here, so I'm uh, just hanging with them and, and talking to my wife, and I can feel my phone buzzing as we're even talking right now, so I don't know. Um, last I looked, I think there was like 600 text messages, so I'll go through them. 33-year-old Kepka thought his career had peaked after multiple knee injuries looked to have put the brakes on the American's high-flying career, but after finally recovering from several surgeries in 2021, Brooks is back atop the golfing mountain. You can't fathom how difficult it is just to get going. I mean, it was a lot worse than I let on to you guys, to let on to everybody. Um, Like I said, I think maybe only five, six people really know the extent of it. It was hard. I mean, cold weather, it's achy. It was, I mean, the swelling didn't go down till maybe a couple months ago. So that's almost, what, two years? Um, It's been a long road. The win was Kepka's third PGA Championship and backs up his runner-up finish at the Masters earlier this year. And with less than a month until the 2023 US Open at the Los Angeles Country Club in California, if Brooks Kepka has anything to do with it, the Live Tour might be set to land another black eye on Big Brother the PGA Tour. Ow! My eye! And that's a good ball forward. And the shot from Goodwin! It's in for Australia! Craig Goodwin scores his second goal! Less than six months ago, the Socceroos fell just short of progressing to a first-ever FIFA World Cup quarter-final when they went down 2-1 in their round of 16 clash with Argentina. There's a chance for Gomez. Messi! And he scores for Argentina. The legend that is Lionel Messi and his countrymen proved too much for Australia that day, and we all know what Argentina went on to achieve in that tournament. Argentina have won the World Cup. France have lost their title. Lionel Messi has won the World Cup. But while the saying is that opportunity only knocks once, for the Socceroos, there's a second knock at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Australia will face off against the world's number one ranked side in a friendly clash scheduled for June 15th in Beijing. The fixture adds to an already star-studded schedule for the men's side, with a trip to Wembley later this year to take on England, set for October. And that is your Fast One Hitter Sport for today. Make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.